Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Yeah, recruiting animal here on December. 16th, 1-6-2015. This is the last show of the year, believe it or not. Yeah, wow! But I'm going to start it just as usual. I saw an article just the other day by a woman named Erin Meyer. It's about company culture, or actually business culture, not company culture. I saw it on the Harvard Business Review. So it must be a genius article, right? Everything at Harvard is smart. But what I'm going to tell you, though, is my view of what Erin Meyer said. It's not exactly what she said in the article, okay? My disclaimer, I'm doing that all the time now. Anyway, Erin Meyer says that there's different kinds of national cultures, and the business culture in Uganda might not be the same as the business culture in the United States. She says there's actually two kinds of business culture. There's a confrontational culture, a confrontational culture, and a non-confrontational culture. In confrontational cultures, it's okay to tell someone that you totally disagree with him. You totally disagree with him. Or you can say he's totally wrong. And it's not seen as an insult. It's just part of a normal, happy discussion, right? If you go into a negotiation and the other guy says that he completely disagrees with everything you say, that's not a sign that things are starting out on the wrong foot. No, not at all. It's just an invitation to a lively debate. Okay? But ironically, I found this very ironic, people from very emotionally expressive cultures, they don't do that. And here's my explanation. They don't normally like to exercise a lot of control over their emotions. They think that takes the joy out of life. They like to be passionate, right? And that's fine. I don't care. But it kind of makes them very sensitive. And they think that if you disagree with them too much, you're saying they're no good. And that makes them very passionate, like angry, okay? And once they let go, things can really get out of hand you know these guys they like to disparage north americans for being dead but to us they just seem to be wild and because there's always the danger that they will go wild they don't disagree bluntly instead they'll say things like "Mm, maybe we disagree a little bit when they really mean we disagree a lot okay and finally, so there's two two of those things, confrontational, non-confrontational, but you've also got, I'm almost done, your in-betweeners. Open disagreement is okay with these guys, but as long as it's expressed calmly and factually, you know, they want you to know that they're separating the facts from the people. But the joke's on them, I think, because if you're really sensitive, you can't tell the difference, okay? Everything's personal, doesn't matter how you say it they're gonna go bananas so i want to ask you a question what kind of culture do you think we have here on jerry jerry what 
much of a shout for the last I show of the year. What well, happened? I had band practice last night. Kind of threw my voice out a little bit because it had been two weeks yeah. since since we had practice. Uh, you can probably tell I'm a little well, scratchy it was awful. today. It was flat. It was all, awful, awful is an overstatement. Not my best. I can go with that. No, it wasn't my best. Gonna, awful? I don't think so. I I'm going to play so. the shout. I, I really need a good, a good. okay, I'm just going to play the, the shout just to get things going. Hold on. Oh, you have one on tape? Yeah, I do. The Recruiting Animal No problem. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Look, I'm ready to do it. What? I, I got to say something before I do the show this week. I was having a good conversation with two of our friends the other day, and it was I was wondering why the Recruiting Animal Show couldn't be like our conversation, and I came up with a reason. It's because on this show, I want everyone to know we don't leave anything hanging. You can't just tell us your views the way you want to tell them. If you say something, you have to say it clearly, and you have to prove it thoroughly. And if you don't, you're going to be challenged, and that's our differentiator, okay? So sometimes that's going to stymie the guest. It's going to stop the flow of conversation, and that's the price you have to pay to get a show like this that doesn't let people get away with whatever they want, okay? I just want to tell people that. Yeah. Okay, now our guest today is somebody I don't know from Adam. He is a writer here. Don't know who this guy is. Never heard of him. Okay, his name is Stephen Beckett, but it's not spelled like Beckett. It's B-E-C-K-I-T-T. And, of course, Stephen isn't with a V. It's with a P-H. And, of course, Uh, he's from England. He's from England. Okay. Okay, but he's going to disrupt recruiting. Ooh, I love it, love it. But first... But first, we're going to sing. Stephen Beckett, are you there? I'm here, Animal, yes. Okay. Now, he can't improve that. He's over in England. They've got old technology or something. But I can understand them, even though he sounds like he's in a tunnel. Okay? So he picked a song, and I like this song, Riders on the Storm. Very easy. If anybody wants to join in, please do. We're just going to do the first verse. Steve, I'm going to call out one, two, three, and we'll go, okay? Okay. Okay. One. Two, three. Riders, Riders on, the, on storm. the storm. Yeah, Steve! Riders on, Riders the, storm. on the storm. Come on. Into this house, this we're, house born. we're born. Into this Into world, this we're thrown. More. Come on. you got one more chance now. <laughs> like a dog like without a, a bone. An actor out on Come on, you're right on the No, no, no. Hit it. Do that last line. Just put something into it so we know the show's going to be good. Right. Right is on the song. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Now, here's the introduction. Stephen Beck is an ex-recruiter with six years of hands-on experience. So, he knows... He was just doing. getting started then. Six years? Well, listen Oh, sorry. To sorry to jump in. I I'm missed listening. the show last week. Yeah, I know you just on didn't show purpose. 
Uh-huh, I know. Purpose. I know, I know. So okay. I'm a bit I'm a bit anxious to jump in. Sorry. I I'll I'll, I'll save my comments for later. No, Disregard that. that. Look what it, this is what it says on the website. He's got 6 years of hands-on experience and then it says his intricate intricate I quoted intricate understanding of exactly what recruiters need in order to be more successful mm-hmm. has resulted in a range of tools that okay. deliver incredible results incredibly quickly. Mm. We help you. Well, uh, uh, you know what? All right. Yeah, I like it. Sounds great. Okay, but before, I'll just cut it short right here, but the one thing he says is that if you use his tool called Sourcebreaker.com, Sourcebreaker.com. I'm going there now. I'm okay. going there right now. You can be a junior recruiter, but you're going to outperform the old pros. That's what he promises. Am I right, Stephen? Yes. Okay. I want to spell your Twitter name first, though. It's Source Breaker. At Source Breaker. That's his Twitter name. Now, Stephen, can you justify that outrageous statement uh, that a new person can be a, 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 as good a recruiter as some uh, veteran, I think is the term you use? Go ahead. Okay. So, just to be clear, so it doesn't mean that they'll be a better recruiter than experienced people, but um, it does mean on their first day in the job, they will be better than um, a large proportion of experienced recruiters at identifying candidates on their first day. And that's not just empty sales spiel. So we've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of recruiters. So How long has your company been in business? How long in business? (laughs) So uh, we've been in business 18 months. Okay, and you've worked with All hundreds right, of recruiters already? You've worked with hundreds already? Hundreds and hundreds of recruiters, yes. Tell um, us a story, or go ahead, prove your point. Uh, okay, yeah, so... Work with. So that means training them on effective search. Okay, shoot, go ahead. Okay, cool. So, um... Yes, yeah, so we started out in business 18 months ago, so the software has only been launched for the last couple of months. So prior to launching the software, we funded the building of the software by training recruiters on more effective search techniques. So what that involved was, prior to going into the training, is getting each recruiter that was going to attend the training to send us two Boolean searches that they would run to find candidates at the moment. Two, um, two Boolean searches. Job. You asked two. your guys... You, you you trained people. I just I'm worried about the sound is a bit fuzzy. You trained people, and before you trained them, you wanted them to send you two sample Boolean searches that they would do for yep. which job orders? Your job orders or their own? Their own job orders. So it okay. could be anything. So engineering, IT, whatever it might be. Um, so the reason behind doing that was to do so. Everything we do, we try and evidence it. So rather than just empty sales spiel, we will back it up with um, with facts. So by them sending us their searches prior to us training them, we could see at what level their searches were at, so identify specifically the number of candidates that they were able to find before we trained them, and then demonstrate the improvements to their searches, and then say, right, this is the number of candidates you're now able to find off the back of the search techniques that we've taught you. So where we say that trainees on their first day can be better at finding candidates than recruiters have been doing a job for years, there's Absolutely, and obviously, many recruiters out there have been doing the job for years that are very, very good at candidate Okay, but what you've got, what, you, uh, 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 what you're offering now is not mm-hmm. consulting on an ongoing basis. You're offering an automated tool. Am I right or wrong? Yes, that's right, yeah. So, 
So, okay, so some dummy, it's his first day on the job or his first yep. week, okay? He's, gonna see, he, he's, he's coming up with a search for, you can give me an example in a minute, and, uh, okay. he, sends you, and he comes up with his own normal Boolean string, or how does he get your great Boolean string? What does he do? So all he needs to do is go onto our platform, type yep. in the keywords he's looking for. So if we just do something fairly generic, like a front-end developer, for example, um, so they would type in JavaScript, Angular, HTML, and CSS. They just type in those four words, and it would provide them with all of the synonyms, but specific synonyms, so not just approximate ones, but ones that actually mean if, you, if you're looking for HTML, then this synonym is going to provide you with um, accurate results as well. So type that in click on build search and it will build the search out for them with all of the accurate synonyms to a level of detail and as I say everything we do is evidence based so we've as trained hundreds and hundreds of recruiters nobody that we've ever trained and this is you've got two million dollar a year billers million dollar a year billers don't search this level of detail when they search so that training recruiter on their first day by typing in those four words will create a more detailed um, search to find more candidates than people in the job years. There will naturally be some exceptions to that, absolutely, but in the overwhelming majority of cases, that's true, and we've, we've done the work with hundreds and hundreds of recruiters to, to demonstrate that. Does anybody want to ask him a question at this point? I hope everybody understands what he's saying. I did. Anybody got a question? No. Even Jerry, when he's talking about your, your field, and he's saying he can improve every search you do. So what you've got, essentially, it sounds to me, Stephen, is a thesaurus. <laughs> Uh, a book full of synonyms and antonyms or whatever, synonyms primarily, and yeah. when you put up one word, it supplies five or ten more and then uses the proper Boolean syntax and searches them for you. Is that, is that a, a fair description? That's correct, but what we'll also do is we'll then give you the next best search and the next after that and then the next after that. So if you had to type in five or six keywords, we'll give you not just the search that matches all those keywords, variations of that search as well. So once you've looked at all the candidates that tick every box that you've looked for, we'll then provide you with the search that will enable you to identify the candidates that tick nine out of the ten boxes, for example, but in such a way that it excludes all the candidates you've looked at, so you save a huge amount of time in the process as well. Because okay. you look so at the best candidates, then the next best. Yeah, there's a few questions. First of all, what platforms do you search? I'll, I'll list the questions. What platforms do you search? How much does it cost? What if your competitor is, is also a client of yours? So let's what what data what databases or or, or websites? What are we searching here? So uh, at the moment you can just click and search straight into LinkedIn, uh, and then in terms of the job boards, it will um, it will work across job boards and CRM that take Boolean search. At the moment, it's a case of clicking on copy to copy the search, and then you paste it into the boards. But we're in the process of integrating with the likes of Monster. Um, and other job boards so that you get the results all in one place. But at the moment, you just click on copy search and then run it into into different platforms. So anything that takes Boolean search, it works on. How much? How much? It all depends on how many people. Um, so we've got a range of different products that will potentially be included, but it starts off um, at $3,000 um, for anything up to five licenses. Um, and then it goes up to, yeah, if you had 500 recruiters, it would be $50,000. So you get. I got a question, Animal. Go ahead. Disturbing. The, yeah. um, I mean, obviously, a, a, a tool, a software that allows you to do Boolean search faster and better is, um, is good, especially when so many people didn't get trained on the basics of it. But mm -hmm. considering the fact that um, 
I mean, there are dozens of free tools that are out there, and it's relatively easy to code. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. The fact that they, I'm sure that people use it, but is this really earth-shattering, or is just just? I mean, this would have been great in 2008, but what what makes it different yeah. in 2015? Yeah, sure. So it all depends really on where you're where you're sitting. So the 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 sourcing community in the world would potentially look at it and think, well, I can do this myself more or less. So therefore, I don't need it. So that wouldn't be quite so much our, our target market. The target market is um, companies where they're bringing in new people, inexperienced people that don't necessarily know um, their markets especially well, or they're looking to save a huge amount of time that would really benefit um, from the platform. So experienced people will still benefit from it. But if you were to get like a a yeah, you know, a sourcer who's been sourcing for ten odd years, they'll look at it and think, okay, you know, this is convenient. Um, but it probably doesn't add a colossal amount of value to what I do. Other Why than waste the money on time. a premium membership for LinkedIn when you can buy yours and get the same candidates as a basic value prop? Hold on. Do you have um, to have your own membership? Because first of all, uh, one of our regular listeners, it's bad enough that you know, you're know you kind of in this tunnel, but she can't <laughs> understand your low-class English accent, okay? <laughs> and And she's saying... And she's asking that you speak a little more slowly so she can just okay. hear you, okay? And and I don't get the okay. joke about whispering. You know, Maureen, I expected you to sing on Riders on the Storm, <laughs> but Maureen didn't <laughs> sing because she had her mute on. She did sing, but she had her mute on, so she couldn't figure out. And she didn't know why Jerry didn't sing, but Jerry's got a sore throat or something today, you know? But uh, but You're you not an talking. ailment, mind you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just blown out because I was doing some... Heavy yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, but, oh, but you didn't answer Jim's main question. You ever tried to sing Getty Lee? Have you tried that? Oh, great yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't do it for too long, and then still do a great shout out the next day. Yeah, I don't like that kind of singing. Okay, I like the way you shout. You're an idiot. I don't like that kind of singing. <laughs> <laughs> Getty Lee, Getty Lee went to the state high school up the street from me. Okay, so uh, he's probably you know, just up the street right now. But anyway, look. But what Jim Durbin asked you when you didn't answer, he said there's a lot of yeah. free tools. There's a lot of yeah. free, F-R-E-E. I hope you understand that over there. There's yeah. a lot of free Absolutely. tools online doing the same thing right now. How is yours better than them? Are you aware of them? Yes, so we are aware of them. When, we come up, when we're pitching, we come up against that um, quite a lot, that people say, oh, we've got free tools um, that can do a similar thing. As things stand, we're still a young business, so I'm sure we will come across a time when we don't win some business off one of the free tools. But at the moment, we've not failed to close a company um, that's using a free tool to start paying to use our tool. So where there's the benefits um, for us is with the with the product, we've done it so that you can um, contribute your own IP into the platform. So you could add synonyms, remove synonyms, combine synonyms very, very quickly. And then when you save it, everybody across your team or across your company then benefits from those changes. So you're not just having individuals searching to the extent of their own ability. You have everybody within the company searching to the combined ability of Jim, do you understand that? Jim, do you understand? Jim, explain it to me. Jim, what what did he say? Jim Bourbon, are you saying he's not worried about he's not worried about selling to three people because they, they, their services go in well and they, they have to continue to code it. I mean, basically that's the issue. Boolean breaks. The free tools can go away. You become reliant on them. They say they'll be around. They continue to make sure that it works. Um, I'm, I'm just curious what. I mean, there's always a niche for stuff. I was just curious if it's more than that. And it's just pulling names of, it's just pulling LinkedIn names from from Google and Bing. Yeah, it's, bad, it's not a bad thing at all. 
saves you time. No, no, I mean, it's not. It's not just. So I mean, we, a, a very small element of what we do is X-ray search. You can you can do X-ray searching within the platform into LinkedIn very soon into Zing and the other um, and the other sites where we, we've focused on getting people a return on investment. And where we found people get the best return is by creating searches to run straight into LinkedIn or straight into the job boards. Um, but where I suppose where we can what, is, what does that mean straight than, into them? So you would click on, we have a button where you just click on open in LinkedIn and it runs it within LinkedIn. So there is an Oh, you better watch out, man. They'll break that API in a second. Right, that's, <laughs> cool. That's um, exactly what they do. They, they break yeah. that tool so often and in January when it's coming with the new recruiter <laughs> thing. Because we had a lot of great tools for that. And LinkedIn shot up, what, 397 of them overnight? Right. <laughs> so inside, yeah. the hack did that. Mm-hmm. The cell hack, yeah. yeah sure, Look, so Michael Cox has one of the same. Michael Cox, are you still there? He's asking questions on Twitter instead of where he should mm-hmm. ask them. Here, speak up, Michael Cox. I uh, I'm a bit under the weather, but I was just curious. It sounds very familiar to just using like a Google Trends. A Google what? Sorry. Trend. Google Trends. T R E N D. Google Trend. So that's where they'll match. What key similar keywords and things like that to keywords that sound near each other? Correct, and and if I use uh, a a you know, specific keyword, it will kick back similar types of keywords that have been used um, over a specific course of time in a specific. Yeah, but reason. recruiters aren't going to do that. I mean, most people don't even know the words that just came out of your mouth. I mean, that's so, that, so it gives you the cinnamon. So you, instead of saying developer and engineer, it does both, our coder or all the other ones. And then, so it's an X-ray search plus a uh, thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking at what Google Trends do, and what a lot of companies that we've noticed will do is when you say HTML, they'll say that JavaScript is is a similar word to HTML, which is great. Um, but if you're looking for something specific with HTML experience, finding someone with JavaScript experience. Doesn't necessarily mean that they have the skills that you're that you're looking for. So, to to, to our mind, we wouldn't say well, that HTML if they have and JavaScript. Well, JavaScript, they do have the same experience. Those two are pretty linked close. But I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Ruby kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But so let's if we so if we spoke about like a, a real entry level developer then who they just wanted to do HTML and CSS. If you then find people with JavaScript, you're then finding people who are more experienced. Or have got more technical skills. JavaScript obviously being a harder programming language. So yeah, they're, I mean they're relatively closely related, but the but the principle being that um, I mean looking here you've got PHP as well. So HTML and PHP would be contrasting things where you wouldn't necessarily have that same experience. So Jim. our often and interactive Go ahead, Jim. Jim. Yes. How come we're getting this kind of tunnel tunnel sound from him? Do you have any idea? He's on Skype with a headset. <laughs> It just happens. Well, thank, well I, look who I'm talking to. It's a miracle I can hear Come you to today. Uh, Sorry, I forgot about that. Tell him our resident him expert. Great answer. If, he has a head, if he's got a headset, he's <laughs> got the, uh, make sure he's pushed the actual um, uh, call button on the, on the, um, on the, the doohickey that's hanging off oh, of the, the uh, line. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's great advice. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's the thing with the thing, man. The thing with the doohickey. Okay. It's the headset it is. 
Jerry, you usually have questions yeah. for these schools. You don't have anything for this guy, right? No, I'm just listening. I'm I'm here to learn today. But how Letting much? Yeah, how, how much? What was the price again? What if you're a solo? There's another one. What if you're in the U.S.? Is it different? Is it the same languages and same Boolean searches? Uh, and how much does it cost? Let's say you're a solo recruiter. How much is it going to cost you? So for a solo recruiter, it's quite. Um, it's quite top heavy, uh, so it'd be three thousand dollars for a solo recruiter. For three thousand like for one year. What's the time frame? What's the time frame? Life, I'm assuming. Lifetime, lifetime. D- double life. <laughs> so the reason double life. This, guys. Can my son I, use this after I'm dead? Right. You, you put that in your will. So guys, <laughs> just to be my source breaker account. I bequeath to my lazy ass son Timmy, <laughs> who doesn't want to dial people up on his own. He'd rather have. Oh, sorry about that. So um, we realise it is, you know. It's, Watch it's the time process. frame. Watch the time what frame. <laughs> Three thousand dollars for how long, man? You get it for a year. A year, three thousand dollars, and so the three thousand—that's up to what? Three seats, did you say, or five? I can't remember. Up to five seats. Five seats. Five seats. Okay. Why don't you make a, a deal for one seat? I mean, okay. You, Pretty you proud of that thing. We will be able to um, at a later date. At the moment, we do quite a um, an in-depth implementation with people to make sure that the adoption is there, to make sure that they get up to speed. Okay, so what I want to hear now, what I want to hear now, I know you've got some free some free things on the site. I want to hear what they are, but first I want to hear some stories about how you took recruiting. Let's call them dummies, wet behind the ear people. Okay, you took some dummies. They came to you, and you transformed them into, like, Pygmalions of recruiting. It's like a My Fair Lady story. And you made these guys who would be living in their parents' basement, you made them enough money so they could get their own place to live in a car and stuff like that in a reasonable amount of time. I want to hear some of those stories in detail. Right, okay, so stories from when I was recruiting or stories from what our software has achieved? No, from what your success, you, look, we'll get to your stories about recruiting. I want to hear some stories about uh, success and failure for your current customers for this tool yeah. that you've been talking about for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, so if you uh, on my LinkedIn profile, you'll see some testimonials from our um, from our early adopters. Yeah, so none of them about... have a last name. None of them have a last name. I don't like that, okay? <laughs> so that's in the blurb bit but if you scroll down all of those um, people with no last name are in the actual testimonial section I don't really know why I've taken off their last names but if you go to my actual LinkedIn profile page you'll see the testimonials from people and then I'll be able to talk through you know um, what okay don't yeah. send me to a page you tell me some stories I told you before you came on stories 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 <laughs> and I gotta tell you that's why the Recruiting Animal Show doesn't flow as easily as a regular conversation you have in Starbucks. Because in Starbucks, people don't start banging the table. They don't say, hey, I want a clear answer. You're not going to get away with this. I'm telling you that now because you're not in Starbucks. You're on the show. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So one of our early adopters, um, the guy that runs the company, has been doing his market for 20-odd years, so he knows in theory all the candidates, all the clients, so wouldn't need a tool that's going to help him identify more people. Uh, and in fact, when I was in the process of closing him, he turned around and said, why do I need this? If I just type in DevOps into LinkedIn, it brings me back what? a load of I DevOps I can't understand people. you either. Slow down. I can just type in what? DevOps? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I can't DevOps. Stand this technology problem. Go ahead. 
he he said okay, we have to it. translate for the people on the show. Why do I need your tool? I can just type in DevOps where in LinkedIn yeah. or Google. In LinkedIn. LinkedIn, and, and, it and I'll get in. what I want, right? So this is and some I'll kind get. of successful recruiter. He's got 20 years. He's very successful, <laughs> but he's dumb for some reason. He's like a a, a, a <laughs> guy who types with two fingers. Is that right? Uh, something like that. So the, 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 the kind of companies that we deal with, most of the recruiters are very, very successful because they're exceptionally good at sales or they're very, very process-driven. They're not successful because their ability to create and construct complex Searches. They work very, very hard. They have good processes, and they're good at sales. That's why they're. No, no, no. Wait a good. second. Wait a second. Wait a second. How can they be okay. successful if they're not good at identifying candidates? So they could be successful because if you type, if you type, like the guy said, if you type DevOps into LinkedIn, then you will find candidates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. people who are good at sales can still identify candidates but they can't necessarily identify them to the level of accuracy and the degree of quality that you can. So you're saying if you're good at – I want I want to get this straight. If you're good at sales, okay. you, could get, you could get people who aren't right on, but you could still make money by placing them in companies. Is that what you're saying? Categorically, yes. What is it? What, what do you mean then by sales? How do they get people who aren't right on, how do they get them into the company? And when they're there's missing stuff. Dude, there's a button on there, man. And you do something hey, I, with it, and it, it, and it makes a placement, it. right? This is a placement machine. So what's going on, Jerry? Uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry, can I get nostalgic but, for a second? Yeah. yeah. Go so, ahead. I, I like listening to the guy. He's smart, but it yeah. begins to make me doubt something because he sounds like Amate. You remember, remember him, right? Amate Giver. Oh Givert. yeah. Yeah. So now, because he sounds so much like him, I'm thinking maybe. Maybe these guys aren't smart. Maybe they just have that British accent. I totally fell for it. Yeah, I can't tell the difference. Are you saying Amitai is not smart? I'm beginning to doubt myself now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Michael Cox wanted to say something. This guy's smarter than Amitai because this guy knows how to make money, okay? Uh, Michael Cox, go ahead. I did not want to say anything. Sounded like you're quite. Does anybody else want to say something? No? Okay, I have that question. I want to understand what it means when you say the person's a good salesperson so they can do a very rough search on LinkedIn, get people who aren't as close as they possibly could be. There's other people out there who are closer to what they're looking for, and they can still sell that person to a hiring manager. Doesn't the hiring manager say, look, Stephen, I asked for these six things, and your guy only has three. Uh, is this hiring manager so dumb that the the uh, recruiter could just push this guy on him? No, don't worry about that. He'll learn it. I mean, what happened? What's this, how does he sell someone like that? I want to know, so and I don't care who answers. Okay, so there's an element of that, absolutely. But so um, a key part of it, so the guy that I'm talking about specifically, he'll type in DevOps, and he'll get, just as a for instance, 5,000 candidates come back or something like that, okay? So he is somebody that is hardworking enough that he'll get through a huge volume of profiles in order to identify the right candidates. So it's going to take him longer to get to those people because he's harder working, because he'll put in the longer hours um, and he's got good processes. He can still get to probably 75% of the available accurate candidates, but it takes him longer to get to those people, but still... He's still capable enough to get enough good people to be able to build a successful recruitment business and make a lot of money. Where our product comes in is instead of just typing in DevOps, 
we would help them create, or the software will help them create a more accurate, more detailed search. So rather than going through a thousand candidates to identify the five best, he would need to go through a much, much smaller number in order to identify all the people who are right, therefore saving a huge amount of time uh, when it comes to doing the resourcing and getting better candidates faster. And then that extra 25% or 50%, depending on the original quality of the search, the extra number of candidates he's then got access to enables him to make more placements. So you're talking okay, about so now he's got time. Now he's got time to start a family. The work level, I mean, <laughs> he's doing the exact same thing, but in a lot less time. So that's, that's, so your, quite, that's, your, that's your sale to this guy. Is that right? Because he, when I interrupted you, wait a sec. When I interrupted you, he was saying, Stephen, what do I need your tool for? I can just put DevOps in LinkedIn. Yeah. So you told him, look, Bill, uh, with my tool, you can actually go home at five or six o'clock. You don't have to stay till ten every night. Is that how you sold him on it? No, because it, these the kind of people that we typically deal with are the kind of people that they wouldn't go home any earlier because they're able to do something. They would continue working for the same amount of time and just look to make more placements. The kind of um, the mentality of the clients that we deal with in the agency world in the UK is it's no doubt quite similar to the US, but it's people work very, very long hours, and just because you've got something done quicker doesn't mean you go home any earlier. Yeah, okay, I'll give you the same story then. He's saving a lot of time, even if he'd rather use it to work instead of have fun, right? Was, was yeah. that how you sold it? To, that's how you sold it to him. Okay, so you and want to tell the ability us... to find more candidates as well. So it's not okay. just saving time, it's identifying more of the so best you candidates. You have some actual placement stories that this guy did, well, let's give him a name, Bill. So Bill, Bill actually, <laughs> you sold him on the tool, and so did he start making more money faster, or what's the story there? You want to tell us a few more details? Yeah, so, I mean, his, I mean, his testimony was on my profile, but, yeah, they, they made placements within the first couple of months of using, um, yeah, using the platform. So, as I say, they've been doing their market for years and years and years. One of the main ways that they identified more candidates and got somebody that they ended up placing was um, with doing the different variations of the search. So if you remember, I spoke earlier and said that we yep. don't just give you uh -huh. the best search, we'll give you a variation. So they recruit um, Cisco skill sets. And typically, when they're looking for Cisco candidates, they would look for your CCMPs, CCNAs, that kind of thing. So with their first search, they input all the key skills, went for those candidates. By looking at the next best and the next best search after that, it started to exclude some of the um, certifications and identified candidates that they would never normally have found because they would all normally always include the certifications. And when they changed their searches, they would remove keywords they get a bit despondent because they'd end up seeing the same candidates that came up in their first search. With our platform, you remove all the candidates you've just seen and only see new candidates, so you open your eyes up to candidates you, you didn't even know existed. What about, and what about the guys on the dark side? You, have, you, you know who Glenn Cathy is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I don't know Glenn, so, but I know who he is, yeah. Well, yeah, okay, but what about his big speech about the dark side of LinkedIn? <laughs> the people who have very lean um, profiles, <laughs> And, you know, do you bring those people up to where they might miss them? Yeah, absolutely. So you'll get to those people as you go further through your searches. So if, as a, for instance, we stick with the infrastructure side of things. So if you're looking for somebody who's a, a network engineer, as an example, with CCNA, CCMP, and firewalls experience, by the time you get through to the seventh or the eighth um, variation of the searches that we provide, at that point you'll start finding the people who don't reference any of the key skills that you're looking for, but they have um, a keyword on their profile that, that suggests that they have some relevance to what you're looking for. So it might be the job title. Um, 
excuse me. Um, so yeah, by, by using the variations in the searches, you'll be able to identify a lot more of those candidates. Who okay, but you haven't you haven't walked those. us through one search, and you're not gonna a real search. No, I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to. So I was in the process of doing that. That's no problem at all. So um, yeah, so this guy that I'm talking about, so they would normally search for um, the certifications. When they got through a few of the variations of the searches, it started to exclude those certifications. They ran them again, found a brand new batch of candidates, and ended up placing a candidate who had massive, massive skills in the Cisco market, so all your firewalls and that kind of thing, but didn't have the paperwork, didn't have the, the certification. It's not somebody who would ever have come up in their previous searches, um, but came up and they've ended up placing that guy. Um, okay, so the, the, the different iterations the different mm -hmm. versions of the search, the secondary and tertiary versions of the search yeah. that you supply, they can actually be a gold mine. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yes, definitely. Jim, Jim, like Jim, still with me? I want someone who knows something. Yeah, I've got a mouthful of chicken sandwich, though. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, what he just said? Did you happen to hear him? You can say no, and I'll let you. Okay, but you don't believe them. Why not? It's just not how people tend to actively recruit. I mean, saying that we can find new candidates isn't. It's dependent but he's on the profile. It's dependent on LinkedIn search, right? Yeah, but he's saying with a press of a button, this goes sort of deeper or into more exotic kinds of offbeat things that so actually people is, is that in the dark side. I, I'm, I'm sure the tool works fine, and there are people who can use it and. It kind of covers over the fact that they're not good recruiters in the first place. The challenge is that LinkedIn search itself is pretty broken, and it's hard. If you do a bunch of A-B testing on it, you find that it doesn't give you what you think it gives you. So I'd be nervous about any internal tool that claim to pull up different profiles. I mean, they'll all pull up something different. But, um, you know, it's not a bad tool for the right people. I'm just – I'm. That's, that's your hunch. Sure okay. Plus, I don't, I don't like this whole build a list thing that we've gotten into. I think that's fine for internal candidates, but that's not how people recruit. It really pulls us away from the fact that you should do it like Marine does it, where you get a name, and every search makes you better. When you rely on tools, you think that you can call a list and pull the perfect name, and you don't get smarter in your search. That ends up taking a lot more time. No, but he makes the search resume. smarter. Stevens claims he makes the search smarter. But you're supposed smarter. to make the recruiter smarter. Every no. time you push the button, you're supposed to push yourself closer and understand more. Okay, well, you're you're going off on a you're going off on a, a different tack. What are your free tools? I'm John Henry, damn it. Yeah. Okay. So with the um, just to just to answer the question on that, so one of the um, we one of our clients that I was getting feedback from uh, the other day actually identified as one of the key benefits of the platform is for new people to understand their market much much quicker. So we've got things built into the platform such as um, JavaScript and related terms. So that being all the JavaScript libraries, things like Angular, Vue, all those kind of things, and they identified that as being really useful for rookie recruiters to understand their market quicker because they can see that these keywords are related to JavaScript or Hadoop and related terms, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So their feeling is but, that it will wait, actually help. Are they help doing that though? Because normally a tool like this works because you watch some recruiters sit there and painfully type out a long string of anything and stare at yeah. the screen and wait. That's the real saying. This you push a button and it gets them right to the profiles or at least they're doing work. Is it really making them better in the process? 
I think so. How yeah, I think he that? came up with a good. I thought his rebuttal was according fairly good. To, I mean, this isn't according to me. This I've started using this now as um, as part of my sales pitch, but I didn't do it until one of my clients specifically pointed that out as um, a benefit of the product that their rookie recruiters will understand their markets quicker because they can see what words relate to what words. They'll learn the lingo. They'll learn the lingo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So but this listen. is like a, helping them with their with their lingo and the, it's a thesaurus. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the word I use. Don't, yeah. don't. Okay, you, you, maybe you're thinking just like me, Mike, Mike Cox. What's free? <laughs> you offer free stuff too, don't you? We used to offer free stuff. The free. Okay, you know, that's, that's a no. That's a no. Do you search anything besides <laughs> LinkedIn? We're talking about Sourcebreaker, everybody. Sourcebreaker.com. The guy who's on the line is named Stephen Beckett. B e c k i t t. Stephen with a p h. It's not the way I like it, but. Anyway, uh, what about you only search LinkedIn, or is there any other platform that your tool searches? Uh, you said yeah, the job boards. Job boards, anything else? What about Google for you know these odd databases that might appear? Yeah, so we've got a button where you can search straight into Indeed. We're building in the ability to just search Google, Google-wide pretty much, um, so finding your yeah, candidate profiles or uh, people like that. Then your, your standard social sites as well will come as, as we move forward to places like Meetup. Well, now, I'm going to ask Jerry's question, since Jerry is, is on mute today. If you were a good recruiter with the intricate understanding, of, I'm quoting your site, <laughs> of exactly what yeah. recruiters need in order to be successful, if that was yeah. you, why would you give up recruiting? Because sounds like you can make a lot more money recruiting than selling this tool. Am I wrong about that? Um, my view is that I can make a similar amount of money um, doing this that I could in recruitment. Um, the reason that I went in this direction is because I'm, I suppose, fairly technical, but I also have quite a big problem with doing the same thing over and over again. Um, and I find that um, as much as I love the recruitment industry, I'm better suited to selling software than I am selling people. Um, okay. So you'll be doing this more... for five years or so, and then you're off to something new. That's your personality, right? You've got an entrepreneurial oh. type of personality. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, I'd say yeah, I'm always interested in new and different things, probably to my okay. detriment sometimes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. What's your company culture? What is your – how many people in your company? Can you tell us? So, yeah, yeah, I can tell you. We've, we've got two onshore, five um, in the Ukraine, one in Bulgaria, one in Cyprus. And oh, boy. When they're all India. over, like, can you have a company culture when Virtual. it's so dispersed? Yeah. Do you have um, a company culture? I think it's a bit, we're a bit early stage to be describing ourselves having a company culture. It's, I would imagine, no different to most startups, like quite hardworking, hard on call at all times. Um, yeah, uh-huh. nothing. They have a why company culture of paying on Fridays. Why did you go to the Ukraine? Is it cheaper? Uh, yes, considerably, and they're phenomenally good, really, really Michael good. Michael Cox, did you say something? No, I said their company culture is they pay on Fridays. <laughs> you know what? That's not bad. That's not bad. Is there, anything, is there anything we should ask about your tool before we move on to just general recruiting questions? No, I think there's one thing I would need to say, though. You said that I said that I'm disrupting recruitment. I would never say something like that. I have a bit of an issue with people talking about disrupting stuff. We're not disrupting anything. Um, okay. We're just making sorry. people more I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you're not disrupting anything? No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like um, the word disruptive. It's not really disruptive. We're just making people more efficient and helping them find more candidates. I don't know. There's not going to be 
paradigm shifts or any other cliche. Oh, I love it. No paradigm <laughs> shifting here. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know so what? Yeah, no paradigm shifting. Okay. So yeah. you revolutionizing. Yeah. Okay. Does do emotions trump logic in recruiting? Do emotions trump logic in recruiting? Our friend Renee Bollier. What Bollier's, kind of question is that? <laughs> I'm glad someone else said that. They're human well, beings. How of course uh-huh. they do. Who's that? Jim complaining about that question? Unless they're Aspie, that's exactly what they're doing. No, no. i got to tell you something. I don't understand it, and maybe I'm an Aspie. I don't know. But our friend, Renee Bollier. I only said Aspie because I wanted to get people emotionally riled up instead of logically understanding what I was saying. Okay. Well, maybe Jim. I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh, fantastic, Jim. The master of, of he's been of, he's uh, been waiting to slip that in all day on you. Yeah. Okay. He's well, got his Trump a lot. So Frederick Shelton the Third, pretty <laughs> much, go. pretty much uh, hit it out of the park with what we all, except Animal, already know. I don't. Are you a it. fan now, Jerry? What's that? Are you a fan now? Of yeah, uh, Frederick over. Shelton the third. Yeah. He's a he's a heavy hitter, isn't he? <laughs> he's the heaviest. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Are you he's talking about talk about, about what he said on the about Chris Lavoie's show? Yeah, let's not talk about No, him. we're talking about the the emotional versus logical thing, which we all know. People make decisions emotionally like and then they go through and they concretize that decision. With logic. Concretize. Is that a new word? You have to look, I have to go look that Yeah, up. you can use it. You can use it. Well, guys like Frederick Shelton the Third <laughs> and I, we use those words. Concretize. Yes, something like that. Look it up. Okay. Or ask no. Frederick Shelton the Third. Okay. The third. No. No. I'm going no, to look. my dictionary now. Yeah. Your thesaurus. It might okay. not be a word. Now, look. Look. Here's here's the thing. Uh, Animals getting control again. I'm going to look Renee, it up. Renee, yeah. Renee Bollier. Is he a recruiter? <laughs> Rene Ballier, okay, he said that uh, emotion. Uh, he said recruiting is like animals dating. shook up. You know how I can tell? No, uh, how can you recruiting tell? Recruiting is like dating. Yeah, sorry, and, oh, God. I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then emotions. You know, you know pretend how I that we can't hear animal again. <laughs> yeah. Emotions. Yeah, thank you. yeah concretize is a word, Maureen. Is yeah. it? What's it mean? To make concrete, specific, <laughs> or definite. I never would have guessed. Yeah. I need to start using those words. Oh, there she goes. There's the whispering again. You know okay. who else uses words like that? <laughs> Frederick. Frederick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leave him out of it. Okay, let me ask my question. I got an audience here. You can can we get him on the show? This is way you more don't, animal. It's just now getting lively. Your guess, he's gone. Hang up on him. What else is going oh, on, people? <laughs> I want to ask about, I want to answer this question. Really, everybody. I want, I want Frederick on the show. Oh, no, yeah. Like, Why can't we make that happen? That yeah. dude's 850 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me? He's not going to squander it on, on the animal yeah. show. Okay, we let me. Pass the hat around. Pass the hat is right. Okay, look. Look. Big white hat. Emotions. He said, when you're on a date... Okay, handing back the baton. Emotions, emotions are going to make the sale when you're on a date. And, and But then the thing is, he said, he's from Holland, I guess. He said, don't be like a Dutchman, and take a, when you take a girl out, don't let her make her pay for her own. Okay? so But that's not emotional. You're actually offering good All money. All cultures are the same. I don't want to hear about the Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> 
Are you talking yeah. about how you get your hands up? Or yeah, that's not. Well, my aunt is Dutch. I don't want to hear you guys talk bad about them. I didn't talk bad about. So you're them. saying they don't know how to date over there? Okay. So Sounds like what animals said. Stephen Beckett. Well, see, this is an animal. Oh, wait a minute, animal. This is the problem when you you spend so much of your energy on trying to dig up stuff that really uh, nobody cares about. It was talking about what you your online recruiters, people online. What was it, Jerry? You got ten. You you refer to ten different pseudo controversial things every morning, and just hoping that we pick out one or two to argue about all day. It's doing us no service. (laughs) Hold on, Jerry. This was on Recruiter Daily. It was a really long article. It was a really long article. What's Recruiter Daily? They got five editors there. Matt Charney, Katrina Gibbon, Jackie Clayton. Everybody works there. Aren't they, you know, if that's, tell them they're no good. Don't tell me. What I do is I look what's out there and I focus it down. Stephen Beckett, is that a good question or is it a dumb question? Do emotions trump logic in recruiting? You know that you have an intricate understanding of recruiting. Just (laughs) tell me and and I'll I'll leave that one go. So you need to give me some context, because that, that, as a question, doesn't really... Oh, no, no, no. You know. See, that's the thing. You just got to just make a wacky statement, and then the arguing <laughs> commences. See, that's the deal. <laughs> Emotion trumps logic. Go! No! <laughs> See? You got no point of reverence on it. I don't either. I don't understand it's it. Like, it's like throwing a bone to hungry dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um... So I'm just going to throw an answer out. I'd say logic is more important than emotion in recruiting. If you let emotions get in the way, then it affects your decision making. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? I'm not 100% more sure what you mean by the question. So okay, let's move on. Answer. Let's leave that question. No, no, let's move that to the next logical question, which is what about cleavage? Oh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh. See, see how I bring this all together? These are the important things we discuss in the people online group. (laughs) (laughs) I got to tell you something, okay? What one one person said how emotions figure in recruiting is the chemistry in the interview. I was thinking of it more at the beginning, how you call somebody up or you have an ad and it attracts them. You use emotions to attract them. But you can also say it's clear how emotions work in the interview. If you like somebody, you might not be able to pinpoint why, but you say, I'd like to spend time with this person. And I I see how emotions work there. I'll move on. Megan Bureau. God, I could not care any less than I do. Megan Bureau. (laughs) Megan Bureau. Okay. She says. Megan Bureau, the the T-chat girl. She says money... Oh, Twitter chat gal. Yeah. No, no, like talent chat. That's Margo. Margo? No, 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 no. Megan. Career chat? You know, just because you had a... a, a, You're you're whacked out from your practice last night. Don't wreck my show, Man, I was shit-faced. Yeah, sounds like you still are, too. Oops. Okay. Thought I was muted. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Megan Bureau says... She says money is not the key... To attracting top talent, she says, "What drives?" What no, drives cleavage, cleavage is. We covered that yesterday, I think. Okay, that, you get you, you get money and cleavage going. The double whammy. Nobody Look knows out. what you're talking about. No one knows what you're talking Computers about. Computers girls make so come much. back to the cleavage, okay? People know what I'm talking about. Do you guys all no, know the cleavage don't. reference? Maureen, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes, yes. Yeah, I just woke up. Yes. Anybody else that was on in the People's Online group that Animal has? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think everybody. Okay. Stephen everybody Beckett knows. doesn't know. Stephen Beckett doesn't know. I'll give that context after. Okay. I want to know about this. He <clears throat> says what drives top employees now is more than a paycheck. Purpose. Purpose is a critical driver of talent. That means what the company does if they're doing something good for the world or something like that. I think that's I'm baloney. I'm so tired of people making Crock that crap up. Shit. I'm sitting here thinking we're saying goodness because I can't afford anybody, but I've got a hell of a mission going on over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep partying. Steven. Perfect. If I can't get behind yeah. that, then nobody can. You're How many purpose units do I need to pay rent? Yeah. Stephen Beckett, you're talking to all kinds of recruiters. Is that true yeah. that it's more than a paycheck? Purpose, the business purpose, is a critical driver of talent? Um, I've never heard that come up as anybody anybody ever mentioning, oh, we need to find a purpose for this person. So, without no disrespect to the majority of companies that are out there, but there's not a sufficient number of roles with like a real life purpose. Except those dudes that get drive down salaries. No, really the people that get a job on that, you know that boat that's um, saving the whales? Greenpeace. Greenpeace. No, I don't know. There's like a more aggressive group of them that go up there and slam into the Japanese boats. It's a show on like History Channel. Now, I don't think those guys are getting paid anything, but their mission is what they're into. So you could get a small percentage of people, like 1%, don't care about pay as long as they have like some. Snacks and you know clean water. Okay, let me let me explain how this works. The reason people say that is we assume human beings are Homo economicus, but there is no such thing as Homo economicus. We're actually built of networks. So the idea of a shared purpose is more about feeling good about who you're with, making strictly financial decisions. Which is why a woman might stay at home with her children rather than working, even though working provides more of a monetary value, and she's not comparing the cost of what she loses to the gain of what she has with her children. So the problem is, is of course that's an answer. But it's what, are reading, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you reading, Durbin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you reading? I just want you. to remind you guys, I read books and I'm smart. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Beckett, Stephen Beckett, yes. just before you came on the show, someone messaged yes. me, I won't say who, On someone messaged me on Facebook, and they said, this guy's also selling an online uh, psychological assessment. He said, those are total garbage based on Myers-Briggs, and everybody knows it. Uh, do you agree with what yes. he said? Was having, it having taken the psychometrics qualification and realizing the accuracy of psychometrics is unbelievable, like shockingly low, I would agree with that. And if you go on our website, we've completely discontinued anything around psychometric assessment. Um, yeah. So why well, haven't I, you I, taken – why is your YouTube video about it still on? And I posted it on – I was led to believe you're still selling it, and I posted it on Facebook, on you know, just a promo for the show. My incompetence, I need to get on YouTube and remove the videos. I don't really do anything on YouTube, so I, it's it's cross, it's skipped my mind. Um, but if you go onto our website now, you won't see any mention of psychometric assessments. Okay, anywhere. well, um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, do you know Mitch Sullivan? He's also over there in England. He's like a naysayer. Do you know him? Uh, I don't. I know the name. I don't know him. Okay, he says he uses a copyright. First of all, he's a headhunter. I, I don't know why he's putting out ads. But he says he uses a copywriter on nearly every vacancy. That's a British term. And it's some of the best value for money he gets. Would you agree with that? 
Um, I think if companies are in a position to afford to be able to pay specialists to do specialist roles, then definitely. I think anything you can take away from a recruiter um, that doesn't involve the core of their job, I think should be done. So whether that's writing adverts for them, um, writing their marketing emails, I think if you can afford to get specialists to do it, it's more cost Okay, end of that question. Final, this almost a final question. What I don't about, even know what he said. What a, yeah, mean there. What about sourcing on Twitter? <laughs> you guys do any sourcing on Twitter, sourcing on Facebook? I forgot to ask you that important question. All the candidates um, on social media. Once you've exhausted every candidate on LinkedIn, on your job boards, on your CRM, and every other conceivable avenue, and you have absolutely nowhere else to turn, at that point, it, I would consider... Then it's time to bail. Can we do this? Yeah. But Twitter I mean, how, how far are you going to squeeze these turnips, you know what I mean? Right. Sometimes you got to roll, is, homie. Is Maureen there? Yeah, I think she's whispering again. Uh, that's okay. Well, uh, yeah, Twitter is a waste of time, basically, hey, for... Really? Did I hear you say clearly that Twitter is a waste of time for sourcing? For people, for people that need to, so for, for agents I hear that who, need to, who need to make money, categorically yes, because they're better spending their time making phone calls to people, networking, looking on LinkedIn, looking on their CRMs. It should be an absolute last resort for anybody who's an agency recruiter. For in house, when they have to get a job, right then it's potentially worthwhile. But not, okay. not in the, on the whole, it would be one of the last yeah, Okay, you can cut it short because we can't hear you anyway. These guys are wrecking the show. Okay, now, so we can, that has nothing to do with us wrecking the show. Okay, well, there's only three minutes left anyway. So, but let me ask you, Stephen Beckett, Stephen Beckett, B-E-C-K-I-T-T, at Sourcebreaker. From, uh, your company is Sourcebreaker.com. Do you have any parting words, something that, you know, with your intricate understanding of what a recruiter needs to know to make a lot of money, do you have any parting words for the general audience? Uh, yeah, focus on calling people up on your CRM, on LinkedIn, and on the job boards, and don't spend a huge amount of time searching on social media because you'll get better results out of places where you can get telephone numbers and network than you will from trawling around social media with very little contact information. Okay, that's that's a, a word of wisdom. Okay, and Jerry, is there, a, is there an after show today? Oh, why not? Jerry, is there an after show? Uh, for a few minutes, I guess. Okay. I think we I think we should have an after show. Okay, you got enough people for an after show. Steve yeah, Beckett. we we do. We sure Steve do. Beckett, it was a better show than I thought it would be. I'm glad I met you. Thanks for volunteering. You want to call it again? Thanks for having me. Okay. You take care. You you're not allowed the guest and me are not allowed to stay for the after show, yeah. okay? So I Stephen Beckett. Well Anna will break that all the time. No, it's not true. <laughs> Stephen Beckett, thank you. <laughs> So animals not having any more shows the rest of the year. I mean, all of a sudden, this is it. That's Finally, it. I final, on a final show. So I felt it like an obligation, <laughs> you know, yeah. to do something. That was I the get, last show. I, yeah, I want to get into the holiday frame of mind. I'm just, it's just, I think it's like a weird schedule. My address schedule. is five seven six zero fifty seven sixty. We're, right. yeah, you know, yeah. Dice sent me chocolate. You sent me. You've never sent me anything, Jerry. No, no, no point I, that I, out. and I never will. I never <laughs> will. Let's face it. If you think it's inappropriate, it's okay. I won't be. I won't be. <laughs> I already got my Christmas present. My daddy bought me a rifle. Oh, there you go. Cool. 
Was it a red? Or he attempted to go kill somebody. I mean, that's what guns no. do. How could no. you have that many guns and not kill somebody? Well, it doesn't. No. It doesn't require him. It does it on its own. Mm. Right. It if it gets angry, or if it's too warm outside. Uh, and, and I'm surprised Animal hasn't jumped in yet with his anti-gun rhetoric. He freaks out. If you even bring up the gun, 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 shotgun, AK-47, 15, AR-15, guns, bullets. Is he coming? Statistically, I've killed more people walking? since walking having guns than before I had them, so I guess that's just not true. Uh, there's a lot of people but getting I've guns committed, right now. I've committed the same amount of crimes as I did beforehand, so mm-hmm. there's no, no <laughs> yeah. impact on me individually. you got to get on that. So who's who's going to take a long break here over uh, Christmas and New Year's, and who is not? Because now, like, Christmas is on Friday, and New Year's is on, what day is New Year's? Friday. So I like it when it's, like, right in the middle of the week, like on yeah. Wednesday of both mm-hmm. weeks, and then you're like, how could I possibly work for these next two weeks? Yeah, right. You have an excuse. But see, now with it being Friday, it's like... Eh. It's the weekend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> three-day weekend, baby Jesus is coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, Get ready. I had a, a oh, four-day flu, so I, that, was my, that was my vacation, so I'm ready to work yeah. again. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about this guy's uh, tool, but... I'm afraid that I didn't understand what he was saying half the time. So I was it's just kind of. It just makes it easier to do Boolean search inside LinkedIn. So if you're too lazy to learn LinkedIn yourself, it'll help make you a little better. Do you have to have your own account though? I mean, does it only search as yeah. far as you can with your with your account? Yeah, it searches inside LinkedIn for you. Man, so his tool helps people uh, with a LinkedIn account dig around in LinkedIn. Yes. And that costs three thousand bucks. And I'm in the yes. wrong business. I really am. Well, I don't know. Or, how or fifty thousand. About that. Is that Somebody explain to me how LinkedIn isn't going to get on his. How he's yeah. not going to get on LinkedIn's I, I bad side? Explain that to me. Year. Good question. I, I don't know how, because they they expressly don't allow that. Exactly. It replaces it replaces their their tool to some extent. So exactly. I, I'm, I'd be nervous. Maureen, so you're going to go to the very out. end of of your natural born life, hating LinkedIn, aren't you? I don't, I don't hate them. <laughs> yeah, you do. Hey, they've got me. I can't, I can't access my account anymore until I agree to their user, their present user agreement. Can you believe that? They got me cut, oh, yeah. cut out. Yeah. Yeah, fight, fight the end user been, agreement, people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's just you scroll down to the bottom, you click the check thing, and you hit enter. Yeah. That don't you? That's what I have to do. Yeah. Who reads that crap? Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do that. I have to read their present user agreement I can almost to access my account. You. No, I don't believe that. that. I can almost guarantee you that all of us could go to jail if the wrong judge. Everything you do on the internet every single day. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Everything Crazy. we do breaks terms of service. It's mm-hmm. just who we are. Mm-hmm. Dang it. You know, he about that LinkedIn thing, he could be nervous about this, but if he sells 300 of these, he's mm-hmm. close to a million dollars. Oh, he won't. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. You think he'll sell 100 of those? Mm-hmm. No. You don't think there's 100 companies out there that aren't even paying attention to their budgets? Well, if that's your if that's your uh, service statement, <laughs> dupe, dupe 100 companies into paying for shit <laughs> they don't even know how it works. No. It, it, it makes I mean, it better for a while, and... The problem is, is like uh, like extractors. You guys, anybody use extractor? 
I paid for it. I loved it. And then they switched because LinkedIn messed with them, and I, I had to dump it. It doesn't do me good anymore. Yeah, it's all gone. I, I don't well, see why what you What I'd would... be thinking what would be, um, you want 50000 from me? Well, what happens if LinkedIn, you know, shuts you down? Well, who am yeah. I going to get my 50000 from? Exactly. He's he's building yeah. his house on uh, rented land. Right. Or actually right. on somebody else's property altogether. Exactly. But do companies think that way? Hey, I'm going to run, I guys. they do. You guys have a great weekend. Hey, yeah, you too. Merry Christmas. Am I allowed to say that? I'm doing a Boolean search. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, there's a there's a tool that might help with that. Oh, really? I'll, I'll I'll go to the archives and listen for it. <laughs> Sweet. Well, everybody, I hope you do have a Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. New Year. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna get back to work. I, I didn't really work much last week. I don't know why. What was go, last week? Was it Thanksgiving? Go to Chris Lavoie's, um I guess Facebook account and read. Yeah. Shelton's diatribe. On, oh goodness! Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, on recruiting. Well, on the which, show. On the which show. which Shelton are you talking about? The, the third, third or the second? <laughs> As you put it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me hey. like he's all pissed off because he doesn't have a piece of the action. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's a it's a crazy world. I say that we tell Animal he needs to have a show. Next week, it's only. I do too. Yeah, I, I mean it's too. the 23rd. That to me would really kick off the holiday season. December Didn't I ask on the group? Didn't I ask on the group? What you group? were listening into that. No, no, no. Hey, hey, what would group? you do me a favor? Hey, cut out that part. That last part about um, Lavoie and Shelton. No way. Cut it out oh, for who? That's a lot of work he, for me. The only person that ever listens to this is Animal trying yeah, know, to grab different snippets to prove you wrong in the I future. Know, but would you do me do me that? <laughs> only because it's you. That worked for me, okay? Thank you. Thank nope. You, and you know what? Jerry's right. Who's going to listen that far? Nobody. Nobody you know. We'll be okay? here. We'll be here. And we don't need a guest. Let's just so, do another improv. Yeah, yeah let's, let's see if it happens. If it happens, it happens. Okay. You know? Everybody said no. Okay, but now I got—I don't have a guest. We don't need a guest. We'll be the guest. <laughs> yeah, we'll just chit chat. Yeah. We'll call in <laughs> and see what your see how your holidays are shaping up. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps even okay. That's a week from now. Maybe even talk about the latest, most recent uh, terrorist incident here on uh, the <laughs> North American continent. Yeah, that's just hey, what we aren't need. Aren't you doing uh, like the, the uh, show? We'll get kicked off. An- that's animal awards. Yeah, no, the Animal Awards show. Yeah, that, where's there you that? Go. Where's that? That's always in the new year, okay? Yeah. Is Karen Seawack going to get one for... Disappearing? Uh, no, some, you know, I, I, give a, I give an award, recruiting.gone. There's always somebody who disappears. Well, no, it, she didn't disappear. <laughs> she still has her uh, HR... You, you remember those daily newspapers? Yeah, she's got on the, the daily. Yeah. And said, Tell her to shut off! <laughs> Who's going to get the Disruptor Award? I don't know. Who's going to get the Interrupter Award? Maha Akiki. Yeah? For Interrupter Award? He just pulled that out of his hat. Uh, Uh, Hey, why don't you give a Cleavage Award? Lori Rudiman, Cleavage Award. Really? (laughs) You know what? That surprised everybody, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Animal, we should delete that. From the table. Now that, we now do, that we can let's, let's have an 
awards meeting. <laughs> Let's have an awards show to talk about the awards. How about we'll have I a show Maureen where we just ASMR award. No, we're going to have a have a show where we just scroll through Twitter and look at people posting just stupidity and uh, call them out on it and uh, lambaste them. We can do that. Why not? Yeah. Let's let's start picking out people. And I'm I, good I, with I that. just as an as an example. Um Ooh. Daryl Diozo. Probably a good guy. Why is he's he still regular, on Twitter? I, 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 he's a regular <laughs> listener. He's a regular listener. I know. No. Chris Russell. Jeff Dickey Jasons. <laughs> <laughs> the job guy. Who is this guy? See him? The job guy. Jump guy. Quite the uh, mustache. Yeah, he's Goodness. somebody who puts out one of those world record uh, quality mustache. There, that guy is. Hmm. Wow. Been around for a while. <laughs> Maybe he's not around. Maybe he's just got an automated feed because I always get come out on his uh, newspaper. Oh, uh, he, he just he just posted a quote three hours ago. Does not look like a retweet. Uh-huh. Leave the past where it belongs. <laughs> Hashtag that, quote. That is mm. an impressive stash. That That's is good. Yeah. He's got one, doesn't he? That hey, thing is amazing. Best recruiting stash of the year. There's one of your first awards right there. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Chicago. Okay, he's he's got to have that in the winter just to keep his upper lip warm. You ever felt the breeze there? Man. <laughs> hey, see you all next week. Got to roll. All right, Merry we'll Christmas, see you. everybody. Next week. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.